Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why is my mic so loud? Mine was too. I had to turn mine down. Is mine okay? Like, is everything no, going through? Yeah, you sound great. It's an audition that it's loud, and I don't know why. I also need to get a new headset because every every week I can hear you guys through my microphone. At least it's not me. <laughs> you have other things that I can hear. You're my uh, default, this is how I edit the podcast example. Because every week, <laughs> like, just just the, the, the tone of your room or your computer where it is, I can hear it every week, and I know exactly what setting to do to fix it in post and i just i don't even listen to it i just do that setting and it works like a charm that's incredible that's how i like my attention just a little bit of attention but not enough to cause problems there you go let's talk about movies this is kenny from my brain if you want to talk movies well guess what everybody welcome you have to watch this podcast i'm alan i'm ryan and i'm Devin. and today we're gonna be talking about the 1980 what did we say 84 84 1984 uh cult holiday classic gremlins uh ryan's pick for our holiday features um before we get into that how you guys doing how's your week been it's been a week man i don't know it's <laughs> I, I can't say that it's been a good week, but I'm here. I'm happy to be here. I missed you guys. This has been one day off, and it felt like an eternity since I've done this podcast. So if I'm a little rusty, you have to forgive me. No, you're That's fine. Okay. Yeah, it'll, it'll be good. good. Ryan, how are you? Okay. Um, I uh, I uh, I took a few uh, uh, gulps of Pepto without using the. Uh, measuring cup before getting on so i'm hoping that the unsettledness goes away <laughs> man the, the the late 30s just does not sound like fun <laughs> yeah we... <laughs> did you know i had was straight from the bottle yeah i had a hoagie like four hours ago and now i'm starting to feel it <laughs> <laughs> what kind was it it was a road it was it was one i know grand people are gonna go well of course that's why you feel bad i got it from rudders it's like it's like sheets or wawa i get it um because i'm here there we go Mm -hmm. i feel like it's important to say the decisions of ryan to eat at rudders do not reflect the decision the the viewpoints of the rest of the (laughs) podcast Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, yeah, it's been a weird week for me because it's it's yeah. finals week at, at work, so like everyone's been stressed, and like I get like the I get like the the contact stress from it a little bit, but also Aww. like I'm burnt out and I'm ready for a break, so. Um, next week can get here very fast. I am very excited for it. So, um, without further ado, let's get into the show where we talk about things that one of us has never seen before, at least. But before we do that, we talk about what we watch in the, in pop culture over the last week. Uh, and I forget what I have first, but, um, we have, uh, Ryan, you watched foundation on Apple TV. Take Star Wars, add some Dune for like the feel of it. That's where he stops. Um, and that's it. It's just it's just Star yeah, Wars. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I, I'd watch it. All right. What? Why does it always <laughs> seem like his internet freezes up on episodes where he's the one picking the film? I really hope he plans it. 
Okay, I hate this. Anyway, move, <laughs> moving on. Make. Sounds fun. Yet I'm almost done with the first, so I don't know how much of a tone shift there is. Um, but I'm enjoying it so far. Okay. It sounds Apple, fun. I mean, Apple Apple TV for me, I keep seeing commercials for things like, you know, I'd watch that, and then I never do. I just keep watching Ted Lasso for the ten thousandth thousandth time. <laughs> so So now. Yeah. And that's the problem. I think if I didn't have Apple TV and I just had access to the first episodes of everything like they used to do, I'd be more inclined to watch the stuff. But it's all there. I'll get to it eventually. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, next up we have. It's going to work. Uh, Doctor Who's 60th anniversary specials. Devin and I are caught up. Ryan is not. So we're going to do very vague conversations and not get into spoilers with this. But Devin, you're you're the big Hoovian of the group. Hoovian. What did, that's it. Yeah, that's the that's that's, that's what, what we're that's what we're called. Um what did you think of the giggle and the uh great blue yonder? 10 out of 10. Loved it. There were moments where I was like, is this too weird for me? But then they kept bringing it back to things that I absolutely love. And there was enough good in both episodes that I I love them. I think they're great. Okay. Yeah. How do, they com- how, how do you compare the 60th anniversary specials to the 50th? 50th is better. Okay. So 50th is the Matt Smith, Dr. Matt Smith and David Tennant crossover. I liked that one better. That one made me happier to be a Who fan, I think. Okay. But... For what this is, I really, really like it and think it's a lot of fun. Okay. What about you? What did you think of them? I really enjoyed them. Uh, yeah. My, my wife did not like a certain part of it at a certain point for certain reasons. I'm so, um, I, you got to tell me the reasons. I I will tell you after the podcast. Okay. Um, can, can we like hint at the part for Ryan? Uh, it was before... It was before catch <laughs> everything like and not to say that she doesn't like the new doctor. She yeah. she's excited for the new doctor. She's just worried that they're going to do something that she's worried about what they did doing a disservice to that character for reasons that that character is controversial and how it seems yeah. like a, a back alley of, Oh, well, if you don't like this, then, but so, which is completely valid. And I, I, I'm hopeful for the future of what Dr. Who is. And I'm ex- I was excited to see what they did with it. Um, Ryan hasn't seen it, so I don't want to spoil it unless, unless the internet already has for him, uh, which I don't so think I'm it- gonna, to, to be vague about this. I think that for me, of any doctor transition that I've ever seen so far, with one exception, this felt more like a soft reboot than any other transition that I've seen. Yeah. And yeah. I think that was a smart choice from the Doctor Who team. I think that there's room for the people that love what Who turned into to still have their cake and eat it too. But I think that there's also room to invite a new group of people to grow and love the doctor in the way that I do. And I think that's a really tough act to do, but I really like what they're doing with it. I really do. I'm curious to see where it goes. I loved, loved, loved what I saw of the new doctor. I don't think I've ever been so very optimistic about a new doctor since they started regenerating uh, or since Christopher Eccleston regenerated. Like I've always been a bit curmudgeonly and a bit like, Eh, they're never gonna be my doctor. I love that. I, I'm so excited by what I saw. I can't wait for the Christmas special. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm very excited to watch that Christmas Day. 
Uh, Ryan, you you were asking us before the show about Neil Patrick Harris being in Doctor yeah. Who. Um, his character is a character that was in Doctor Who in like the ver- for the very first Doctor back in like 1966 to the okay. point where his first ep- that character's first episode is lost. Wow. Um, you can't watch the whole thing. There, I think there are segments of it, but you can't watch the whole thing. Um, and fun fact. The original toy maker was played by Afro, uh, Michael Coe, who was uh, Alfred in the Michael Keaton Batman movies. That's real fun. Um, but you were asking us about Neil Patrick Harris in the specials. I thought he was fantastic. I thought he really nailed it. Um, Ryan, I, I think your opinion of it is going to depend on how do you feel about the Spice Girls? I've. I watch the Spice movie on occasion. That's fine with me. I okay. enjoy. Oh them. shoot, you might love this. You might like. You might love it then. <laughs> yeah, like the Spice World movie or or the Spice Girls movie. When I was younger, was kind of like a guilty pleasure of mine because I just thought it was fun and funny. And it's gotten okay. to the point where it's a movie that Kristen and I watch occasionally together because oh, it's, it's just All fun. Right. <laughs> yeah, you watch it this week. You got to tell me. Okay. Yeah, you, you you might enjoy his performance was fantastic, and there's a second yeah, in there you probably enjoy. So, um, yeah. So I'm I'm excited to 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 talk to you more about Doctor Who than Devin. Uh, I can't wait to get real nerdy about it. I'm because excited. Spoilers. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, and then uh, Devin, you watched Haunted Mansion. I did. Have you guys seen Haunted Mansion yet? I have. You have? Yes. Um, Ryan, have you seen this one? The Haunted, Ma- the new Haunted Mansion? Not yet. This was what this year, twenty twenty three. This year, mentioned? yeah, I think yeah. So, all right. Yeah. So it has like, it has Danny DeVito in it. It has Owen Wilson in it. Um, oh, it has the lady that plays Ahsoka in it too. Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson. That's my bad. Show some respect. Uh, yeah, man. This was good. I really like this. And do you know why I know I really like this? Why is I that? didn't mind Jared Leto in it. <sighs> you had to remind me that he was in this. Exactly. Um, that's what I mean. That's why it's good. Uh, I thought that oh, you, Dan <laughs> Levy was perfectly cast in it. Yeah, he was fun. I just it was, it was just a fun movie, man. I loved it. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it too. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's much better than the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion movie. Yes, uh, because I don't. I I've been on the Haunted Mansion once once twenty two <laughs> years ago, just like all the other Disney ride stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't have the nostalgia for it, like, but I remember some bits of it. Uh, but I thought it was just an enjoyable film. I think the the ensemble cast is great. Uh, yeah. Lakeith Stanfield is the lead, and he it, he's funny, but also like it's a serious role too. It, it's, it's really it's, good. It's solid. Like it didn't do well at the box office because they released it over the summer when this would have mm-hmm. made bank at um. In, in October, but yeah. box office is down all over the place this year. So. Yeah. I just, it, it was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. And having ridden, that's my favorite ride in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So having ridden it a million times, like I got to catch a lot of little Easter eggs that they did and a lot of little callbacks. And uh, this year for Christmas, somebody mailed us a uh, Disney theme park ride scented candles so I have nice. a ride that smells like Pirates of the Caribbean and a ride that sm- or a candle that smells like Haunted Mansion. So we lit so it during musty it. So musty chlorine. Basically, yeah. It's called pirate <laughs> water. It's like pi- it's, it's literally oh called pirate. God. It's supposed to smell like the the bromine scented water that they have. That is disgusting. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. And do you have it? It's right there. It's literally right over there. Yeah. All right, bro. Put it up to the microphone so we can smell it. Come on. <laughs> You have to watch this podcast now in 4D. <laughs> scratch and, and sniff version. Oh, God. Oh, can we do scratch and sniffs? How much do those cost? Uh, we'll look into it. We'll look into it. Okay, good. Good. Um, I, I like how Alan is optimistic and I'm over here just like, no. <laughs> no. How cool would, listen, how cool would a scratch and sniff version of this podcast be? The Not last for me I- today. The last time I did a scratch and sniff was at a film festival for an independent horror film. And one of the scents was um, used baby diaper. Because that's the scent that you can get on a scratch and sniff. 
that would cross over. Yeah, that would totally, it, we, it, we it need did. To incorporate that one. Yeah, no, it 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 was bad. So have you all seen the um, movie Baby's Day Out? Maybe this is the scratch and sniff we do. No, we just we just really talked about Babylon movie. again. And... <laughs> <laughs> the first two seconds in the elevator. <laughs> yep, done, done. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I didn't pull a poster for this because I forgot. So I'm just gonna take away the posters for a second. But uh, I have my my Fraser mug here. I want to talk a little bit about the Fraser finale because they finally brought in somebody from the original show. Yeah. I brought... watched this. Let's talk about it. You watched it? I watched it. The whole show or just that episode? Most of the show, like more okay. of the show than you think I watched. Okay. I'm curious because you haven't talked about this yet. What did you uh, tell me what you thought of Frasier? I'm listening. I've seen maybe four episodes of the original Frasier, but I've mm-hmm. watched just about everything of the new one. And not because I like it better, but because it's just, I mean, Romana watches it and I watch it with her. I think it's good. I think it's really good. I don't, I don't miss the other characters the way that I know everyone else does because I don't have an attachment to them like everyone else does. Niles is, is weird and quirky in the first couple episodes. I know that he becomes a fan favorite. I'm not attached to him yet but I don't feel like I miss him in the same way that a lot of people mm-hmm. do. I think bad Boston accents are really fun to watch on TV sometimes. So I do appreciate that. Um, but no, I think it's fun. I think the new Frasier is fun. I have been very surprised at how much I've enjoyed this show because yeah. on, on paper, it shouldn't work as well as it does because the show, the character is almost 40 years old at this point as a character, like, He's been on TV for so long between Cheers and then Frasier and now Frasier again. They did exactly what I wanted the show to do, which is focus on the father-son dynamic, but switch it this time. Because that's what made the original Frasier work, was it was the Frasier and Martin dynamic. And now you have the Frasier and Freddy dynamic and how that's playing out. And I think they've done a really good job of paying tribute to the legacy of the, the Martin character. And John Mahoney, uh, and that the finale just really nailed that home. Like, drove that drove that point home. And it's the holidays, and Frazier's missing his dad, and Freddie knows that, so he calls in a, an old friend, which is Roz, to come in and visit. So, I I really enjoy the show. I really wanted to get, to get picked up, and I I I miss the other characters, but they did a really good job of just having acknowledging Niles' existence in the in the finale where He's you on have Fraser. Right? Hmm. He's on the phone with him, right? He was texting him. Yeah, which makes sense. Like that. Like you, if you want to deliver a Niles joke over text message and having him read his phone would be great. Yeah. Um. And the other characters are growing on me. I, I'm in, I'm annoyed that the the character named Alan spells his name wrong, but <laughs> uh, I I really enjoy the show more than I thought I would. I I was excited for it, and then nervous. But I I've been very, um, very pleased with how the show is going. Did you feel like Roz was underused though? I feel like she like really like. Because wasn't Daphne in an episode? No. Um, no. Um, who was it? Li- uh, Lilith. 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 But she had like a whole episode. Roz like showed up in the last 10 minutes and was mostly a soundboard for Frasier. Like you got a little bit of what her daughter was doing, but like I didn't. I didn't get much of her in the episode. Did you feel that too? Or she? She was. She was underused. Um, but I think to tell the the story they were trying to tell, I think Mm -hmm. she didn't need to be there for the whole episode. The marketing made it seem like she was there for the whole episode. So, Oh, did it? Oh yeah. Cause like you look at the picture for, for the episode on the app and it's just her. Um, Oh, is it just her? Her and Frazier. Yeah. Uh, In the chat, Lilith was more of an important character across the two shows though. Yeah. Lilith. I mean, Lilith is Freddie's mom. So like, so there's that connection. Like she, it makes sense for her because she lived in Boston. That when uh, Fraser moved to Seattle, she stayed in Boston. So it makes sense that now that he's back, like you have to address the mother of. She'd be around. Yeah, she'd be around. Um, they're not going to address the the bar that Fraser frequented for ten years in the '80s, but 
They're not? Why would you not no. just do that? I I think that one of the producers said it's like touching an icon. Like that's just not that's it's not gonna be good for anyone if we if we go there. Like right, I, I think fair. you could bring you could bring Ted Danson in if you wanted. Yeah. You don't need to. Um but maybe down the road they will. Um and I think they were kind of testing the waters with Ross. Like I would, I think I read somewhere that they're trying, they might try to find a way to bring her back more full time, sure, which would be interesting. Sure. Uh, but I don't know what that looks like. So if, if they bring in David Hyde Pierce again, would that like ruin it for you almost? Cause then they're just doing Frazier again. Or like, are you into this dynamic so much that like that doesn't fit anymore? I, I'm into the dynamic enough that I don't need Niles there the whole time. I think it would make sense for him and Daphne to show up as a, as a guest star because their son's in it. Yeah. Like it would make, I want to, I kind of want to see what they're like as parents of a college student. Like I want, I, I feel like you're doing the, the, their son's character a disservice if you don't show him with his parents at least once. Like, and it doesn't need yeah. to be for a full season. Like give that, do an episode where it's the one where, where Daphne comes in or it's the one where Niles comes in. Like, I don't need, I don't need them to be on the show, but I think it makes sense for them to come out for an episode. And hopefully, hopefully eventually they will. Like David Hyde Pierce has gone on record saying he didn't, he doesn't feel like the show needs him and the show doesn't need him. But if they have a a clever idea for how to bring him into it and for an episode, show us that story. Like it doesn't need to be every episode, but I think an episode, I, I think if the story warrants it, like, give us an episode with Niles coming in and showing us the dynamic that he has with Frazier and his son and Freddie. Like show us what that, like Alan and Niles having a conversation would be interesting. It would. So. It would. Okay. Um, this has been uh, talk salad and scrambled eggs. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, with, on that note, we'll get into today's main topic. The, um, if it will change Ryan's pick for the week, his holiday pick gremlins directed by Joe Dante and starring gremlins. Uh, Ryan, go ahead and take it away. <laughs> starring gremlins. Yeah. Um, so like, like we mentioned before, movie came out in 1984. Um, a little bit of trivia. It actually, uh, came out around the same time as the original ghostbusters came out. So these two were in theaters at the same time. Fun. So if you can imagine that, um, yeah. So I, this, I think I saw this movie when I was like maybe six on like network television. Uh, I don't even know if it was around Christmas or not, because I do know that this movie does, uh, did used to be shown on TV, even when it wasn't Christmas that I do remember. Um, but I've always enjoyed it. I've always found it funny. Uh, the combination of like stupid humor slaps uh, um, and slapstick humor with it. Uh, I've always enjoyed it. That's pretty much my history with it and what I think. Um, so, Alan, you've seen this before, right? Correct. Devin, you this... haven't. Yeah, never. Okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, Alan, if I, you want to go first. I saw, I saw this for the first time about 10 years ago. Um around the holidays, I think. Cause I think I made, mm-hmm. we were watching holiday movies and it just came up and my wife's like, we're, we're going to watch this. Um, we own it on DVD. Um, it's an older DVD though. So at a certain point it stopped working for me when I was watching it. Oh. Cause this is one of those ones that I was like, I'm going to watch this on the, on the tube TV and just, just watch, like if I had it on VHS, I would have watched it there. Uh, but the DVD wasn't working. So I had to jump over to HBO max or max to watch it. Um, I enjoy it. It, it. It's, it's fun. It, there's a part that always takes me out of it. I'm like, why is this in the movie? Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that then. Uh, but yeah, I enjoy it. It's fun. I've never seen gremlins too, but I do have some trading cards from that. So yeah. I will be taking care of that in the, uh, later in the new year. <laughs> good. Good, good, good. So Devin, your history, yeah. what your initial thoughts on on the movie? Yeah, I mean we're yeah, at that so, part. <laughs> so I, 
I've obviously never seen this, but it's one of those movies, spit like Robocop for me, where like, I get it, right? You get the little cute thing, and you're not supposed to feed it after midnight, and you can't get it wet, and I, people who are people who are fanatic are like, yeah, but what midnight? What if you change the time zones? And, <laughs> so, I'm curious, Devin, have you, had you heard those rules before you watched this movie? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, I had. They're not new for me. Where um, did you hear them? I, I think my dad would talk about it all the time. Like that checks out. This and this and Alien are like two movies that he would like talk about or do things from all the time, but never let me watch. So, who knows? But yeah, um, I knew about the rules. I I just I was like, I get it, right? Like one of them is gonna like dunk him in water, and then it's gonna go crazy. I know Gizmo's the cute one, but Gizmo turns into the ugly one. And it's like small soldiers, but it's it's not small soldiers, and like that's always kind of my like thought of it. <laughs> well, that's what that's what reminded me of yeah. that movie. Fun it's fact, right there. yeah, same director. I'm not surprised, not at all surprised. Uh, I really liked this movie. I thought Good. this was a lot of fun. There was it it didn't it didn't go places I expected, and my favorite character in it is certainly not who I expected. But boy, I will die for this character we'll have to talk about this a little bit later but like i latched on hard to someone in this movie okay so prior to getting into all of our thoughts and stuff on it just some quick things about this movie that um isn't really that well known uh gremlins originally was was supposed to be a straight-up horror movie the dog Hmm. was supposed to die the mom was supposed to die um in very graphic very 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 graphic ways um uh stripe and gizmo were originally the same character um but they broke them apart to make it uh, a little bit more family friendly and to actually have kind of like a hero character that people could follow along the story with so my mind stripe and gizmo were the same before i saw the movie by the way yeah yeah so that's that's where this movie like it was originally supposed to be Steven Spielberg wanted to make a horror Christmas movie, and that's what it was originally supposed to be, and then it turned into, like, a horror comedy. Um, And I've always, like, when I was really, really young, uh, like, below the age of eight, um, Warner Brother cartoons, that's what, like, Cartoon Network originally aired, like, that stuff was on all the time. And so I already knew what Gremlins were, by, like, the post-World War II Warner Brother cartoons, where they would have, like, Bugs Bunnies in, like, a plane, and then there's, like, a gremlin inside the engine and, like, causing mischief all over the plane. Um, so, I, so you know, like, I already knew what, like, gremlins were supposed to be. Um, and this movie just takes that premise, that idea, and just, like, ramps it. Um, so did you guys know anything about, like... The, the 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 like mythology slash slang of what like gremlins were before seeing this movie. So you, you mean like the creatures or just in general? Just like you know, like there's gremlins in the engine or there's mm-hmm. gremlins in the icebox, like like you know, like those sayings that like my grandfather used to use. Um for you know like mechanical stuff not working like did you guys know of that phrase or what has been your like experience with that word and phrase prior to this movie i I mean i think for me the the it's always been associated with the movie even though i hadn't seen the movie if that makes sense like that's that's where my mind goes so okay so I, I know exactly what you're talking about, the Warner Brothers cartoon, because it's the little guy, right, with, like, the propeller, like, he has, like, almost wings coming out of his head. Sometimes, um, some, yeah. sometimes they did, sometimes they didn't, yeah. So while I do understand that that is a gremlin, and that, you know, and that was probably my first association, my deepest, deepest love, and the gremlin that comes to my heart first is always and will be the Noid from Domino's, uh, Domino's commercials. <laughs> he is my gremlin. He is my okay. first gremlin, and then everyone else is second. Okay. Avoid the Noid, Devin. Avoid I will not. Noid. I never will. <laughs> Give me that bad, bad pizza. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so th- th- the reason why I bring this up is because one of my favorite characters in this movie is the neighbor, is the guy that always talking, that's always talking about foreign cars and his <laughs> I Kentucky harvest. I knew, it. I knew harvester. It right away. The second um, he did that, I was like, "That's Ryan's guy." Yeah. So I mean, and and it's funny because I love foreign cars, but I just love how I just love how like narrow minded that that guy is. That that's just all he can talk about. Um, and then he starts talking about, you know, like gremlins and the engines and stuff. And like, and, you know, when we were at war, you know, all this other stuff. It's almost like he he was the only guy in town that knew that this was a possibility. And everyone else just saw him as kind of like an idiot. And that's mm-hmm. why I like his character. Um, so we we all like it. We could rehash all of the conversations anyone's ever had about this movie. Or we can get into the things that that you guys want to focus on. And that's what I want to do. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. I, I think before we do all of that, I want to bring up, because uh, the chat reminded me of this, uh, one of the reasons I knew about this movie before I saw it was it has yeah. kind of a a landmark, it was part of a landmark decision in Hollywood, uh, along with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Anyone want to guess what this film is responsible for? I didn't know this was a part of it. Is it PG-13? Yep. This film was part of that. Yeah. What? Yeah, uh, it was inspired inspired the MPAA to create PG thirteen. Many felt the movies were too violent for a PG rating, but not violent enough for R. What was PG thirteen about this movie? I mean, the teacher the gun dies. violence, the the teacher dying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair. The, the, the fact fl- that the you, flash yeah. dance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also fair. <laughs> You've got a visitor, Devin. I do. I know. She's incredible. The microwave <laughs> in, the, in the chat. Yeah. The microwave. The microwave. Oh, uh, can we talk about the microwave quick? Okay. Sure. My favorite character is the mom. 100%. She is a stone cold badass, this mom. And okay. I want to tell you, she heard a noise upstairs. That's all she heard was a noise or several noises immediately grabbed a knife and was ready to kill straight away didn't matter what it was she was ready to tango i love that energy in my horror movie i love that she didn't go upstairs like what could this possibly be (laughs) she's like something's dying today she was the first person to start killing them indiscriminately oh yeah that she has all of my heart so she was supposed to not make it back to the kitchen. Um, wow. She was going to be decapitated uh, by them oh. by going up the stairs. And then there was going to be a shot of her head rolling down. The the, the, the the gremlins were going to bowl her head down the stairs. Wow. So were they That was goofy? the level of what this movie was supposed to be. Were they still going to be goofy in that one, though? Because they were like, um, they were yeah, almost zany in this. Because before they decided to go to Claymation and Puppets, which uh-huh. the studio had everyone's car searched when they were leaving uh, at the each day of set to make sure no one was stealing the puppets. Oh, um, the puppet. uh, they originally tested uh, like monkeys in gremlin suits. And they decided not to go that way when the monkeys didn't react well to the gremlin masks being put on them. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, man. (laughs) Oh, they're probably not even SAG. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, more than likely not. Um, So, yeah, no, the the mom is a great character in this because, yeah, no, she she definitely, like, looks at the kitchen, sees everything that her husband's ever made, and just within a split second goes, this is for killing. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. You brought up one more thing that I want to talk about because this movie made me realize one of my long-lost career paths okay. of 
being an inventor. And <laughs> why can't you be an inventor anymore? Like, no one's an inventor anymore. Like, no one's this guy like, hey, you want to travel, buddy? Like, I, I put a screwdriver and a razor blade together, and now it's a new thing. Well, to, to, to be perfectly honest... I feel like his character kind of was probably one of the pop culture death blows to the like wannabe inventor because think of everything he made. Yeah. Nothing worked. <laughs> Nothing worked. It's him. It's Wayne Zielinski from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Like that it's, was still a thing in the eighties. And I think yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a uh, Tommy Pickles dad in Rugrats was also an inventor. Mm hmm. Like, I wanted to be an inventor when I was a kid, and my big invention was I taped a light to a book. Uh, Don't worry about it. I wasn't good at it. <laughs> yeah, Um. so I... Devin, Devin if you want... <laughs> yeah. Live your dream. If you want to be an inventor, I... be an inventor. And look, I mean, in, in what TV shows have told me that inventing is, is you take two things and you make them one thing, and that's being an inventor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's basically what this guy was doing, too. I love it. And then Shark Tank came out, and then we all got mad that we didn't make a um, um, a foam piece to fit in between your car seat and the center console. <laughs> or a scrub daddy. I'm still mad about the scrub daddy. I love it, yeah. but I hate how much I love it. So, yeah. in honor of the dad, mm-hmm. Alan, do you have anything in your childhood that, that like you thought you invented and then was quickly, like, hit with reality that it was either already something that 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 that, uh, that, 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 that existed or became apparent that it wasn't going to go anywhere. <laughs> uh, like a product? No. Um, or just a thing. A thing? Yeah, whatever. Like anything yeah. that you came up with that like. If you, you need were a second like, to think, I have a ready answer you go for this, for by it. the way. You go I for have it. one too. That's why I'm asking. Do you really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh so mine was I swear to I swear I used the word frappuccino like ten years before Starbucks caught on. <laughs> and I will like take this to my grave. This is so stupid. But I went through a period when I was really young of like, oh, I discovered swear words, let me use them. And my parents cracked down on me really harshly. So for me, it was a mix of the word fuck, crap, and cappuccino. That was just spicy enough for me to get away with when I was swearing. So I would say the word frappuccino like it was a swear word. And then Starbucks made one. Starbucks um, pay me is what I'm saying. That's it. Very, That's my very whole story. Very appetizing sounding uh, drink. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so... Do you guys remember those, like, collapsible around-the-back-of-the-head earmuffs that came out in, like, the late 90s, like, early millennium or, like, mid-90s or whatever? Mm -hmm. So, playing around one day, I found out that, like, there were, like, pockets. Like, there were, like, they weren't completely sewn shut. Like, on the inside, right before the plastic got big to start Mm -hmm. circling your head, there was, like, a pocket there. And I was like, wow, that's weird. And I, and... I had a pair of over-the-head, cheap Sony headphones that popped, that just broke. And I was bored, and I was like, hang on a second. I remembered that, and I shoved the speakers, because they were still attached to the black plastic, like, covers where the speaker was. And I shoved them into those holes, and I put on the earmuffs, and I'm like... I made earmuff headphones. This is great. Like, I love this. And I was so proud of myself and like, you know, all, all of this other stuff. And I had an uncle or I have an uncle at the time. He worked in like a distribution hub for Sony. My parents made it seem like his job position was way more than just that. But like months later, they come to visit and my mom's like, go grab that thing and show him and and show them what you what you did. I got so excited. Like, I'm going to pitch my thing that I invented to, like, my uncle that works for Sony. And as I grabbed them and I unfolded them to make sure that they still worked, I saw the little tag on the very back corner center part of, like, the part that goes right uh, under <laughs> underneath your head. Slots for headphones. <laughs> I almost cried. And I came downstairs so disappointed, and I was like, N- "Never mind." <laughs> it's like, never mind. Oh, it's a really good story. <laughs> I think I, I think I figured out one. 
because um, this isn't original at all. It was just like something that I did that I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, I don't know why more people don't do this. I used to have my TV hooked up to my stereo. And one of the things I could do with that is record sounds off of the TV. So being the, the nerd that I am, that's how I would get movie themes. Like I would just play the credits out and record the music. And I think oh, one wow. time I was recording something and I didn't realize it. And I ended up recording like an episode of Scrubs, just audio. <laughs> and I think, I think it was the one with Michael J. Fox. So it's just the audio of that Scrubs episode. And I listened to it. I was like, you know, audio plays kind of work. Like this, this is, this works. Like, why isn't this a thing? Which audiobooks were a thing. Radio plays have been a thing since the 1920s. Like, I don't know what I was thinking, but it's like, yeah. And now like, if you go on Spotify, there are people that have podcasts that are just audio versions of TV shows. Like you can listen Wait, really? to, oh yeah, you can listen to like How I Met Your Mother and I'm pretty sure all of those sitcoms are there. I don't know if, if Spotify's removed them, but people have done that and it's wow. it's highly illegal and not something that I condone, but it's there. Your creation has gotten away from you, Alan. This Frankenstein. I, I am not responsible for that. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I'm putting that on uh, you right now. <laughs> okay, so to okay, so to remove that evil, Alan, you said that there was one thing in this movie that like you just you can't get over. Yes. Do you want to guess Let's what dive it into is? That. Do you want? Um, is it Snow White? Is it the Gremlins singing to Snow that White? Was, no, that was my first thing. Was no. it okay. Snow White? No. Devin, okay. you also, is, this they, a, is this a Disney movie? No. Okay. Um, what is the thing that took you out of the movie? It is the cops. Is it the scene in the police station? It, no, it's the Phoebe Cates uh, character talking about her dad. Like it's such a oh. weird turn about her talking, telling the whole story about her dad dying in the fireplace. <laughs> like yeah. it, the first time I watched it, I turned to, to Anna and I was like, what are you having me watch? Like, what does, <laughs> what is going on right now? Because I'm expecting like a horror creature movie with these things multiplying. And it's like, we're going to take a break here. And talk about my dead dad in the weirdest way that he died. Well, so yeah, all right, fair. T- to get you guys pumped for the second one, um, they spoof that scene in the sequel. Why? Why would because you of Alan's reaction and because of this? Wait, 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 and because of what I'm about to read. The Santa speech proved to be controversial and studio execs, uh, studio execs insisted upon its removal because they felt it was too ambiguous as to whether it was supposed to be funny or sad. The director, however, stubbornly re- refused to take the scene out, saying, saying it represented this movie as a whole, which had a combination of horrific and comedic elements. Executive producer Steven Spielberg did not like the scene, but despite his creative control, he viewed this movie as uh, the director's project and allowed him to leave it in. I personally love the speech because it is so horrific. And with everything else going on, you're kind of like, yeah, I'd rather be fighting these little gremlin monsters too than living that, (laughs) than having that happen to me. Like, it's almost like this horrific thing that they're dealing with. And then she talks about this thing that is just so far on the scale of just nuts. But I think that there's like a difference, right? Between like a teary eyed girl telling you how her dad died in the silliest way possible. And then anything (laughs) else that happens in this movie. Like, if it was like a, if it was like a, Oh, what is that movie series called? Like that black and white movie series, Sin City. Like if it was like Sin yeah. City and they were like, yeah, my wife died. She stepped on a rake and it smacked her in the face. And then she turned around and stepped on a second rake and it smacked her in the face again. Like I get where that's going. And they were but yeah. being Kelsey delivered Grimmer. by a teary-eyed preteen is way different for me. <laughs> yeah, and like and what what like the story's tragic. But the the it being the basis for why she hates Christmas is what takes me out of it. Like that's why I don't like Christmas. Uh, and don't celebrate. I would, 
which valid I, like yeah <laughs> it's just it's so weird and i don't i think it makes the movie memorable yeah uh and i think it's one of the like not many actresses can be can you can say are known for two scenes but phoebe gates is one of them and it's this <laughs> scene and the fast times at ridgemont high scene and those that's what she's known for wow so <laughs> i think it'd be what? funny if those were the same character <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Yes. You know she's married to Kevin Klein. No. Yeah. Wow. The more you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so um, Devin, you you talked about the mom. That was the thing you wanted to touch on, right? <laughs> that was it. I just love okay. the mom. I love how ready she was to kill. Okay, so my whenever I see this movie. I I always like it's it, it's such a crazy transition. Like it almost feels like there's different movies pushed into one. Because when the dad's doing like the noir thing at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and he's in like Chinatown and he's talking about his like narration, then he goes into like the shop that's that's like at basement level. Like that feels like a completely different movie than when the movie picks back up again and he's uh, and the main character is running to his job after his car won't start like it like to me it almost feels like two completely different movies and then the scene with the science teacher and this is viewing it as a millennial that's close to 40 years old at this point the whole science teacher scene with the like cocoon and the gremlin um is very reminiscent of faculty with uh this oh yeah with you know like that whole scenario um now, granted, you only get that after you see the faculty and watching and seeing Gremlins that you can put those two together. And the fact that I think the faculty got that premise from Gremlins, and I wouldn't be huh. surprised if that uh, if that's where that came from. Um, my favorite death in the movie has has to be the um, uh, Mrs. Grinch character in this, the one that owns all, all of all of all of the properties in town, and she yep. gets launched from her like robotic chair going up the stairs and through the See, window you call her mrs grinch i call her mrs burns <laughs> i was trying to go for the christmas theme um but yeah no you're not wrong like that's exactly who she is in that um and this movie is just 80s it's just yes. a good like like time travel thing one thing that I recommend for anyone who's only seen this movie a couple times is watch this movie and just watch the background. Just watch the background only, because you know the scene where the where the dad is at the invent is at the in um uh, inventors uh, uh thing. So in the background, you know, there's the there's 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 the robot from Lost in Space walking around yeah, and talking Robbie. on the phone, like like you know, there's that, but. In the further background, there's a dude on the original Time Machine, Time Machine movie. The one that has, like, the spin... The one that has, like, the giant spin thing in the background. And the guy's sitting in it, and then the movie cuts, and then it comes back. And he's gone, and there's, like, a burnt spot on the floor. And there's two people looking around, like, what happened? Where did this go? And they're, like, sweeping up the ash, like, off... Off, um, um, is off the floor. So there is so much going in, going on in the background of this movie that I really recommend anyone who's only seen this a few times to go back and just watch the movie. Don't worry about what's going on in the story. Don't look at anything that's right in front of you. Look at the background. This movie is hysterical when you that's watch incredible. the background. That inspires me yeah. to make a movie where. Shush. Um. <laughs> um. <laughs> It inspires me to want to make a movie where uh, I just have a blue box in the background. Somebody gets inside of it, and the next shot, it's gone. Yes, and it's gone. Yeah. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, um, like the like the, the the scene where the single mom is in front of the bank talking to like the the Mrs. Burns character. Um, the neighbor, the Kentucky harvester guy, is just like he's walking down the sidewalk. They. Uh, the single mom and the like, the landlord person start talking, and he just stops and stares at the conversation and like reacts to it. 
<laughs> and like halfway through, he then, he, um, and then was like, he just walks away. So there, there's a lot going on in the background in this movie that like you people don't notice like the first couple times watching it. Um, and it's just a, it's a good fun movie. And especially if you like slapstick humor, when the gremlins do eventually like come out and there are hundreds and thousands of them, the slapstick humor goes through the roof. Like of them in the bar, them in the restaurant, like the original Muppet movie, when they're like showing the Muppets in the movie theater screening their movie, there are so many similarities between that and the gremlins sitting in their seats waiting to watch Snow White. Mm-hmm. There's so many, uh, um, there's so much there. And then one more piece of trivia that I have about this is that the studios told Spielberg that there were too many gremlins in the movie. So then his response was, fine, I'll take the mole out and call the movie people. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steven Spielberg. So, He's the best. So, I mean, I, I really recommend this movie to anyone who, uh, um, uh, who hasn't seen it. Uh, the second one, as far as I'm concerned, is more of a cool classic than this one is. Um, it does not take place around Christmas. It is its own thing. Um, they change the scenery. Um, there, there's a, uh, there's, I'm, I'm just going to hint to it because I am going to do it eventually. So I'm just going to hint to it. Yeah. There's a spider gremlin. There's a bat gremlin. Why? There's a brain intelligent, almost British accent E gremlin. Is he the evil one? I mean, they're all evil. Okay. Um, and then you also have a return of Gizmo as Rambo a little bit. In, like, one scene, they do the whole, like, thing where he puts on, like, a little red bandana oh. and he takes, like, office supplies and makes himself, like, a little bow and arrow thing. Oh, I don't know if my heart can handle that. That's so adorable. It, oh, it is it, it is adorable indeed. Um, so, yeah, that's that's really all i have um gizmo should should be in the hall of heroes as, as, oh, as far as i'm concerned um do you guys have anything uh devin you got anything i have one more thing and it's a question for both of you yes guys it's a cold december night the usuals at the bar are getting a little bit restless you've been <laughs> here all night they're not tipping well it's a slow night in walks a gremlin then another and then another. And before you know it, the bar is swarmed with gremlins. Do you serve these gremlins alcohol? <laughs> Why was that lady serving them alcohol? Would you do that? I wouldn't have served them. And are they technically underage? <laughs> My, I saw her like serving. I'm like, why is she serving them? Is giving them alcohol getting them wet or giving them feeding them after midnight like or is it both or is it both oh shoot um, well here's, here's and is a, it, here's, it, and sorry sorry Ryan. It's and okay. It's okay. is a drunk gremlin easier to take out than a sober one oh if they're cry- i bet they're criers probably i i have that that would be funny <laughs> i have answers as someone who's seen this movie more times than I probably should have, I have answers for some of those. One, Good. the way I take it is that the rules about Mogwais, about like no bright lights, no feeding after midnight, all of those rules only apply to the Mogwais. And the only rule that kind of continues with the Gremlins after they evolve is the bright light thing. Everything else has already been done, except for getting wet. Like, if they get wet, they can multiply. But the whole feeding after midnight thing kind of goes out the window because that because that's because that's because that's what causes them to actually evolve into the next stage. Mm-hmm. Getting wet multiplies them. The bright lights eventually kills them. So there's that. Um, I think gremlins would be criers. It would be 100 percent. You could tell. Yeah. With their eyes. Uh, the last thing I have is this film was directed by Chris Columbus. Do you guys know who Chris Columbus is? Oh, I've heard that name before. Where have I heard that name before? He, he has worked on some other Christmas projects. He's also in the Christmas Chron- Chronicles 2 uh, with Kurt, Ru- Kurt Russell and Goaty Hond. He wrote Christmas with the Cranks. But he also directed Mrs. Doubtfire. 
and yeah. one of the best Christmas movies of all time, Home Alone. Oh, fun. He didn't write Home Alone. That was John Hughes, but he directed Home Alone 1 and 2. Oh, that's cool. Okay. And, and the Harry Potter movies. So, Was this his first Christmas movie? Uh, yeah, I think it was his first written credit. Uh, uh, no, sorry. Second written by credit. First one was called a film called Reckless. Oh, okay. Um, but then he, he did the Goonies. Um, he did. Yeah. So that's cool. Adventures in babysitting. Oh, he did that one too. Didn't he? Mm-hmm. He, he directed it. He didn't write it. Yeah, well, directed. I was looking. Yeah, directed. I was looking at. I was looking at writing. But yeah, good for him. No, oh, he also wrote uh, Gremlins too. So he he wrote. Yeah. It's no, he didn't write Gremlins no. too. He gets a writer credit because it's based on characters created by him. Hey. That's how that works. Uh, okay. So yeah, got okay. It. okay. In the Rent movie, like he did Rent. I like him a lot less now. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Arguably better. Yeah. Um, anything else on Gremlins before we wrap this up? Nope. All good. All right. Um, well, it does it for our holiday series where we each pick a film. Uh, but we have one more week until Christmas. So next week, we've got something very special planned. Uh, it'll be our holiday special 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 uh so what we've done it each of us has picked out a holiday special uh made for tv holiday special that we're going to talk about next week uh devin tell us a bit about yours so people can go at home can watch it and then join us next week for the conversation mine is the very last claymation rankin and bass christmas special ever made called the life and adventures of santa claus from 1985 Okay. Ryan, how about you? Ryan froze. Uh, oh, there he is. I did? Yeah, you did. What, what, is your, what is your pick for next week? I am trying to go back into the chat and uh, and and trying to grab I it. I think it was like a clay, claymation. Okay, Christmas? here we go. I found it. So it is a 1987. Uh, well, it's it aired 1987. Uh, claymation Christmas Celebration. And I'm just going to read the uh, uh, the summary here. Uh, two hosting prehistoric dinosaurs, Rex and Herb, guide you along a typical small town's Christmas carol <laughs> celebration. There's just one catch. The entire town population is made out of clay. Special guest stars, the California Raisins. What oh are you having us watch? <laughs> I'm so- having... I am matching your guys' energy. <laughs> I'm just saying... I mean, it works. Uh, <laughs> it's probably going to be better than than uh, than my pick because uh, mine's a, mine's a twofer, and you guys do not have to do the twofer. Oh, yeah. But I have been wanting to do this for years, so I'm finally Doing going it. to sit down and make myself do this. My pick okay. is the classic "Year Without a Santa Claus," based on the book "Year Without a Santa Claus." So the, and? The, the 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 Rake and Bass stop motion version that's the one we're going to talk about mainly on the show in addition to that i'm going to watch the live action (laughs) remake of a year without a santa claus starring john goodman as santa claus and harvey fierstein as heat miser and michael mckean as snow miser because it it's not good but i need for punishment i haven't watched the whole thing because i've been wanting to rewatch year without a santa claus first and I'm I'm going to make myself do that for next week. I watched like the first scene, like beyond like after the credits for the for this one because I found it online, and I can tell right away I'm gonna love John Goodman Santa in this. <laughs> um, so you guys are not required to watch that. I will come back with a full report on hmm. what my thoughts are on it. But if you want to indulge. It's in that there. as well it's there it's an option um so yeah i think we're actually have to adjust the timing for next week a bit so we will be back on tuesday nights next week 
Mm-hmm. Um, but because of uh, time commitments with work, we have to push it back an hour. So mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a late night for Devin. But we'll be live at 7 o'clock next Tuesday on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. So make sure to follow us there. Check out the show live. It's going to be very fun. Got some other holiday things that we're going to talk about. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a very good time. Uh, you can listen to You Have to Watch This podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and if you have, we've been a little bit behind on getting episodes out on time. Like last week's episode went out today, like right, right before uh-huh. we went live, I, I posted it. So this one will hopefully get turned around f- quick so we can get people in for the live show next week. So, um, yeah, cause the holidays are coming up and we got to get, get our holiday stuff out. So until next time for you have to watch this podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. You gotta watch and this podcast. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>